This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. Hey Southridge, welcome back to another week. It is great to see you. I hope you're doing well. I want to welcome you to this special day. If you know what it is, put it in the chat, put it in the comments, and wish your mother a very happy Mother's Day. We are looking forward to having a great day. Glad that you're here. I've got a special guest with me I'm going to introduce to you in a moment, but hopefully you entered the competition, the My Mom Rocks competition. We're going to announce those winners later on today via our social media channel, so stay connected. Also, if this is your first time, give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. Give us your name. Also, in the chat, in the comments, write something nice about your mother. Make sure she sees that. We're so glad that you're here. You can stay connected with us via our social media channels. Also, you can download the Southridge app. Just text Southridge app to 77977 so you you can stay connected with us. Well, like I said, I've got a special guest with me. My wonderful wife has agreed, in the midst of this crazy season, has agreed to help us out. But before we get going, honey, you have been doing so much. You have become a principal. You have become a seamstress. You have become a hairstylist. You have become a botanist gardener during this season. Uh, what have you not done this season? Oh, uh, 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 a baker. You've been baking bread. Oh so, I mean, what have you not done during this crazy season? Man, well, first of all, thank you for um, this opportunity. Um, and it, I feel like every year I'm like, oh, it's so busy. You know, I don't want to do it. I don't. I, there's no way I can speak again. And then this year, sure enough, a week ago, I had told pastor, I said, you know what, this is just a crazy season. Um, kids are home 24 seven. Mm-hmm. There's no break. I'm not going to do it. But then I felt like God really convicted me <laughs> when I said that, because as, um, we have two women life group, life groups at our church. And the more and more I, um, um, I go through that. I felt like this is the special time. Yeah. Now more than ever, yeah. moms need encouragement. Yes. And I was just praying over this and just praying over the, the, the message and the word, how it's been encouragement to me. Mm. But um, I agree, moms have been like going crazy. <laughs> um, our, our, our workload has more than doubled. Um, mm. And I've seen a lot of moms, you know, um, they have this um, on social media, they have the bingo, like, you know, things that you've done during yeah. quarantine. Um, obviously, we've homeschooled, um, we're homeschooling, we're working, whether you're full-time or part-time, we're doing some type of baking, we're baking a lot more, we're cooking a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, you, you can't really go out. So we're trying to be more creative yes. with like activities, um, planting, all kinds of stuff. And not only that, it's, you know, our creati- our creativity has like more than doubled with moms, but also our patience. Mm. And I just can't think of another season where moms really need encouragement than this time. Right. Well, from my perspective, and this is not me just trying to win brownie points, I think you've been doing an amazing job, but how are you doing emotionally? How are you feeling? Oh, you know what? To be 
completely honest, it's been really challenging. Mm. And um, a lot of times I think of, you know, oh, you know, when, when you first have your first, uh, you have your first child, you know, everything is new. Mm -hmm. But then you can always go back to some type of like a book or like, you know, you can ask for an advice for mm -hmm. older moms. And then, you know, you have your second one and it's the same thing. But this is almost like uncharted water. So yes. we don't know what to do. Yes. Um, and it's not like we had some type of warning. Yeah. It was just like happening, like, mm -hmm. you know, when when um, our county declared that we're doing a shelter in place, and then it, they, it kept extended, kept getting extended, and then school, you know, they're not going to go back to school, and it was just like one thing after the other, mm. and it really did not give moms a chance to like kind of like breathe yeah. in between. Yeah. It was just like here, do this. Oh, I didn't do mm -hmm. this. Oh, you know what? Then you guys can't do this anymore. Um, playgrounds were shut down. You know, beaches were closed, mm -hmm. and it was just like one thing after the other. Yeah. So to be honest, it's been a very hard season. Mm. Very hard. Um, a lot of um, anxiety. Of obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you don't know if your kids are gonna get sick. You don't know if you're gonna get sick. I don't yeah. know. You know, um, a, a lot of unemployment going on in our area, um, and it's just been a very difficult season. Mm. But Every time I go through something difficult, I, I was looking at the message today and I was thinking there's got to be somebody who's been through this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last year we talked about the rebel mom. And um, I normally try to use a woman in the Bible or some type of Bible character mm -hmm. where we could just emulate and see yeah. what, what they did. And I love the fact that the Bible is so real. Yes. Um, it's very transparent. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about this, this woman in the Bible who's also a mom who also went through shelter in place. In mm -hmm. fact, she had to do what we were doing. They're kind of forced to do it. Yeah. And as soon as I saw this um, the story, I said, "Oh my goodness, she is in she was in shelter in place. She yes. had to be creative. Mm -hmm. She had to have courage. She probably felt the same way that we were feeling." And it's found in Exodus chapter two. Mm, great passage of scripture. Super good. It's Exodus two, and let me just read it for us as we dive in. But let me give you a little bit of context first. So Exodus chapter number two, we're now looking at the nation of Israel. They're in Egypt. You say, how did they get to Egypt if they're the nation of Israel? Well, uh, there was Abraham, Isaac, and then they had a son named Jacob. Jacob had 12 children. One of them, their name was Joseph. Joseph, if you're familiar with the Bible story, was sold into slavery and ended up in Egypt. But God did a wonderful transformation of events and took a slave and put him second in command of the nation of Egypt and really saved the nation of Egypt and that region from a severe famine. Well, after the famine, uh, God used Joseph to reconnect, to restore the relationship with his family. And so he goes and he gets his father and his brothers and brings them. And Pharaoh at that time had so much favor on the life of Joseph that he gave him the best land. They called it the land of Goshen. And so the Hebrew nation moved from Israel, from their promised land, to Goshen. And they lived there for 400 years and they grew. Many people estimate they grew from just a, a small family to anywhere between two and three million people. So this went from a family to a nation. And then over 400 years, the pharaohs forgot the history of why they have this now nation within their country that's flourishing and growing. And so here, these, this group of people are now being turned into slaves. And the pharaohs are now feeling insecure. So what the pharaohs have done is terrible. They passed an edict that any male child under two years old must be killed, put to death, thrown into the Nile River. Mm. 
So here's where we pick up the story. In verse number one, it says, Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Imagine that. We're at about, what, 50-something days, shelter in place? Three months. This is a long time, almost 90 days, that she's hid her child. And so she had to keep him safe. And I can't imagine. Uh, we've got little ones. There is no way they're quiet. And when we ask them to be quiet, uh, even as we're filming this, you may hear some of our children being noisy, you know. And so it's, it's amazing what she did. So notice verse number three says, but she could hide him no longer. She took him for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitum and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. While her young women walked beside the river, she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse a child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. Such a great story. What can we draw from this? Noah, I love how these um, verses... First of all, it never mentioned the name of the mom. Hmm. In fact, she was she was just said as wow. a Levite woman and then a mother. Isn't that what motherhood is? We yeah. don't get recognition. Mm. Um, you you just go through it day in and day out, and it's almost like and um, just you know you're just expected to do things. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there to like praise you every day. Oh, guess what? The kids ate today, or yep. they did their homework, or yes. you know you were able to do work and this. Nobody's there to really recognize you, and that's mm-hmm. the same thing here. Um, the, the verses, verses 1 to 10, never mention her name. And in fact, I love how you brought that she was in a different, she was in a, a similar situation that we're in. She mm. was also in shelter in place. And I was thinking about her, her name, by the way, is Jochebed. And I love how even during her season, I always try to like think what she probably felt while, mm-hmm. um, during this time. Um, first of all, as Pastor mentioned, they did have this rule that if you have a child or a baby, if you, give, if you give birth to a baby boy, they will have to kill the baby. And I could just imagine her anxiety as she mm. was pregnant. You know, yeah. At this point, she already had two children, Moses mm-hmm. and Mary, uh, Miriam and Aaron. But at this time, they didn't, they didn't have any ultrasound. And she was probably wondering, what am I going to have? Mm. I'm kind of probably hoping it would be a girl so I don't have to see, you know, the death of the baby or whatnot. And there's all these emotions going on. But when she finally um, gave birth <clears throat> and it was a boy, I was thinking, you know, she probably had a lot of anxiety. Like, yeah. w- what is she going to do? Um, and it's the worst thing. As a, as a mom, you know, what do, what, what do I do with this baby? This baby's going to have to die because that's what the rule right um, at that moment. But she chose to do the hard thing. Yeah. And I feel like for us moms, um, we're in the same season. There's a mm. lot of mess, yes. a lot of mess. And I was thinking yes. of 
a title for this uh, message. It's called Messiness of Motherhood because mm, there's good. no other time that I could think of at this moment that there's a lot of mess. Yeah. I mean, we're literally in a mess. We don't know what to do. We don't mm -hmm. know. We're in a crazy season. The other day, I was cleaning up and I found an underwear stuck in one of the branches of this decorative plant. It wasn't mine. And I'm just like, wow, this is quarantine. You know, mm -hmm. like you just kind of gave up. Like who in the world stuck their underwear in one of these things? And I actually took a picture of it because, mm -hmm. you know, I want to look back to the season and like how did we survive? Right. And I want, I want you guys to remember this key thought. God is inviting us not to do more, but become more. Wow. Too often, um, I'm a... I'm a three on the Enneagram and I always want to be doing something. Mm. And when I face a situation where I can't control, I can't control anything, I always think, what do I need to do? Mm. Um, what, what do I need to change? Is it this? Is it that? And it always has to be something about my performance. Mm. But at this time, I want you to remember, there's got to be something God is doing in you or in us. Mm. What is God wanting to yes. do in me more? Yes. Um, being a mom is so good, like I mentioned earlier, but it's so hard, especially during this time. And I was thinking about um, Jochebed and how, you know, in, in the beginning, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of anxiety when she held that baby boy thinking, what, what am I going to do with this child? Mm. This child is going to die somehow because of the rule or should I hide him? And that's one thing it says here in um, Exodus 2 verse 2, she saw that he was a fine child. Mm. In other versions, it said he was a special child. And I feel like moms have that perspective. Right. Um, I've seen the, the video of mom goggles, how moms see the potential in each child. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we see past the rolling of the eyes, the attitude, the slamming of the doors, the, the back talking. We see something good that there's got to be something good in this child. And yes. moms see that, um, you know, when they draw something and they hand it to you. And normally it's like, oh yeah, you know, I guess this, what is this? Right. But then moms typically would say, wow, you did a great job because moms see that. And that's what Jochebed, um, what, that's what she saw here in verse two. It says she saw that he was a fine child. Mm. Um, we see the joy, we see the blessings, but at the same time, there's also hardships. There's also yeah. challenges. And I want you to know that first of all, messiness in motherhood, first of all, the mess matters. Yes. And that's yes. really what um that's really what's important here um and too often when we see the mess there's feeling of in um inadequacy in us where mm -hmm. I, I can't do this and you yeah. probably have, have been feeling that you know that same um that same situation in your life right now where you're homeschooling you're working you're trying to balance everything you can't get out playgrounds are closed beaches are closed and you just feel trapped yeah. and i want you to know in the middle of that mess it matters yes. um God is inviting us again not to do more, but to become more. You might so be good. in a in a tough circumstance right now or situation, but you're certainly in a good company because yeah. I want you to know you are not alone. God is with you, and He is with you in that moment, and He is for you. Mm. Um, Jochebed had to do the hard thing when she yes. held Moses in her hands. She had to make a decision: What am I going to do? And moms, you have to do the hard thing during this yes. time. The you're overworked, you're over overwhelmed and we all feel that but I want you to know the mess matters it's mm. hard because it matters mm. it's hard work because it matters God was doing a good work and when Jochebed was facing this 
hard situation, he, God, he knew, she knew that God was doing something in her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not only, God, God was not just doing a good work, but God was changing her her life. Yes. God was restoring something that had been destroyed. And I love that part that amidst the whole hardship, the whole struggle, she knew God was in it. Um, God was accomplishing his purpose the whole mm-hmm. time. And I want you to know, moms, what if the challenges of where you are now is where God wants you to be? Wow. And that's where the second mm. point is. The mess is where God wants to meet us. Mm. You know, too often, um, at least for myself, when I get into a hard situation, I want to get out. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Easy thing, right? Just yep. I just want to skip through the season. Mm-hmm. Is there a pause button? Is there a fast forward? Uh, in fact, I, I do that a lot when we watch a movie. <laughs> you know, I... I I cheat. I go on Google and find out, oh, no, what's going to happen? Is this person uh-huh. going to die? Or, um, you know, you, um, Pastor and I do a lot of workouts. And too often we're like, oh, what's the workout? Is it going to be hard? And we just want to skip through it. And that's, that's the nature of humans, mm-hmm. especially for moms. We don't want to go through something hard. Yeah. But I want you to know that the mess where you're at is exactly where God wants you to be. Because yes. that's where he's going to meet us. And too often, the other part is well, when we go through something hard, we just kind of stay there. You know, it's like, okay, fine. I'm just going to go through the season. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want you to know you are there because God wants to grow you. Um, What I love about the story of Jochebed is she faced that mess, but she knew she had to have the courage to do something. She had to have the faith. And every story in the Bible where, where men and women involved were not just used by God, they were forever changed by God. Mm. And moms, God is changing you right That's now. Right. More than, you know, more than thinking of, okay, our children, our family, we have to think, what is God doing in my life mm. during this season? Yes. Am I trusting him more? Am I leaning to him more? Am I... Am I drawing closer to him or am I mm-hmm. distancing myself away from him? And that's what that's what's happening here. What if being a mom who seriously wonders how she can handle the mess that is on her plate is exactly where God wants her to be? Wow. What if the worn out, the exhaustion, the I can't do this, um, you know, we, we've often been tempted and I'm kind of bummed that camp was canceled mm-hmm. <laughs> this year. So like, yes, I get a, a week of no kids, you know. <laughs> And you're probably there, but this is exactly where God wants it to be. God is inviting us not to do more, but Mm -hmm. become more. There's got to be a better way. Uh, When you feel like you're you're just done, I Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I just want to stay in bed and and watch Netflix. I don't want. I want someone to just deal with the kids. Mm -hmm. No, God wants us to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of all this, you know, you're probably wondering. uh, I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed. I have no, I have no help. Um, in fact, for a lot of you here, probably don't have family in the area, or even if you do, it's not like you can have somebody come over and watch the kids. You're yeah. literally with them like yeah. 24/7. But I want you to know, there's three things you you get to have during this time: more grace, more growth, and more love. Mm. And I love those three things. Um, I. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10 has and always been my life verse. And I love the part where it says, my grace is sufficient, mm-hmm. which means it's enough. Yeah. That's exactly what I need at this moment. Um, too often, like I said, we want to escape it. You know, I just want to get out of here. Um, I want someone to take over. I, I, I want to, you know, I want to do this. I don't want to be around the kids. I don't want to mm-hmm. do the work. And that's just a temptation. But I want you to know God put you there for a reason. And that's exactly where you need to be. And Mm. um, too often, you know, um, I was sharing this with one of my life groups uh, recently, how we fight reality. You know, we want to go back to the norm. 
um, I kept thinking in the beginning of this whole uh, shelter in place, I can't wait for kids to go back to school. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, wait, no, they're not going back to school. <laughs> and then the whole, everything is going to be different. Yeah. And I feel like the sooner we accept reality, the easier for us to change, yeah. to adapt to the new changes. Mm -hmm. Because if you're constantly thinking of, oh, I can't wait for this to happen or, you know, to go back or I could, I could do this again it's going to be harder for you to accept what God really put in your hand at this moment. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Jochebed didn't do that. In fact, she, when she held Moses in her, in her arms, she knew she had to do something. She yes. embraced the struggle. Mm -hmm. And moms, I'm going to give you that challenge. Embrace the mess at this moment because mm. that's where God wants to meet us. Mm. Um, again, it's not asking what do I need to do. It's asking who do I need to become? Who do yes. I need to become for my family? Who do yes. I need to become for my children? What does God want? What is God working in my life during this mm -hmm. season? And the fact that there's grace that I need just enough for this season. Mm -hmm. um, I love that part because that's one thing I'm constantly reminding myself. Um, during the season where I feel like I have nothing else to give. Mm. <laughs> I'm overworked. Um, it's just, you know, the kids are here 24-7 and I have to remind myself I have enough grace to survive this season, to thrive this season. And mm -hmm. Because that's what God promised. You're going to have the grace that you need, just enough for mm -hmm. this season. Mm -hmm. um, my, and too often, a lot of moms think, you know, my work has become my worth. Oh, and yeah. especially, you know, with the, with the social mm -hmm. media, with, you know, you, you see other moms doing all these cool things and, you know, they've got the schedule down, their routine, and you're probably thinking, man, I'm such a loser. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids have been eating like unhealthy food and pizza, whatever, and I don't even care. But guess what? God is doing something in you. Yes. And through you during this time. Amen. And I want you to keep thinking of that. There's got to be something. And you have a lot of value. Use this time. You know, I often think our kids are going to grow up and think, man, what happened during that time? Mm -hmm. And I want them to know, you know, mom was there. She was joyful, though, you know, the house is a mess. <laughs> um, she was patient. And I want them to remember not the good things that happened during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you that same challenge. Wow. Those are such great, great things. I love the fact that you're bringing out that the mess is where God wants to meet us. We're not alone in this, that we do have that hope that we can go to. Uh, what else would you add? This is so powerful. So not only that the mess matters, because we, we, we're in a lot of mess mm -hmm. right now, and it's hard work because it matters. Um, also, the mess is where God wants to meet us. But lastly, there's meaning to the mess. Wow. And mm. it's hard to find that meaning <laughs> right mm -hmm. now. It's hard, you know, to, to find the purpose um, past the, the dirty clothes, the laundry, the constant nagging, the breaking up of fights. Like, it's hard to, to look beyond that and see what God is doing. But, you know, what? Jochebed had no idea when she was going through that mess, that God, when she held Moses in her arms, that he was going to be the deliverer. Yeah, he was going to lead over 2 million people out of mm -hmm. Egypt. She mm -hmm. had no clue. All she had to do was, I'm going to give it all to God. I'm going to release this baby. In fact, she had to release the, Moses twice. The first time, and I could just imagine a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety when she put Moses in this basket and put, her, put him in the Nile River. I mean, this river has crocodiles and just thinking the safety of this baby and you probably feel the same way their moms you know you're thinking about your health your children what's going to happen to them you know you feel inadequate of teaching them um you don't remember second grade math <laughs> or whatnot you know you don't know how to balance everything 
but I want you to know that God is doing something mm-hmm. through the lives of your children. Jochebed had no clue that this this Moses, the baby that she had, was going to be the leader. In fact, the second time she had to release him was after she raised him for five years. Mm-hmm. So Pharaoh's uh, Pharaoh's daughter asked her to be the nurse for uh, for Moses, and she was so thankful. And I feel like God. That was all part of God's plan. Yes. God has a plan for each of our children, mm-hmm. and there's gotta be a time where we release them. Yes. And it's hard because you know you have to. We have to trust God. Like I don't know what this what this kid is gonna turn out. You know mm-hmm. what what decision they're gonna make. Yeah. But we have to trust God. That God knows. God knew what's gonna happen to Moses. Um, before we become moms, we are women. And sometimes it's it's hard because shame makes us want to hide and cover things. Yes, you know, like oh, I'm I'm inadequate. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know, God has enabled us and gave us the things that we need to do a good job at this. Yes. And there's the the meaning to the mess. Um, Hebrews eleven twenty three. She was actually mentioned at the Hall of Faith mm-hmm. because of her mm-hmm. faith. Yes. And God knows the faith that we need. Mm. During the season, as we raise that child, as we pray for them, as we teach them the truths of God, um, we get to do that. We get to do that every day. Mm-hmm. As um, as we talk to them, and as they ask questions, as they ask for advice, as we're there with them, teaching them to do all these things, we get to be a part of yeah. that, imparting God's truth, God's love, and we get to show that to them firsthand. Um, there is a lot of pressure, especially during this time. If you're if you're even doing a good job, or if you know if you have everything down, and you just feel like I can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. but I want you to know there's a meaning to the mess. Wow! Thank you so much for this powerful reminder. This is so good, and what I'm getting from all of this, and I love the example of Jacobed because she does something. She's in a terrible situation. We find ourselves in a terrible, desperate situation. So she has a big problem. Mm -hmm. But where does she place her problem? She placed it in the faith that God is going to take care of her child. And uh, I love that because many times we're tempted to place our problems on our spouse, on our children, to get angry, but she said, no, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my son, instead of just casting him in the room, I'm going to place him in a basket and trust him. And so ultimately, this is a bigger question of where are you placing your soul, your eternity? Mm-hmm. We're all going to spend eternity somewhere. Where are you placing that? Mm-hmm. Are you just being haphazard with that? Or are you ready today to say, Lord, I want to place my hope, my eternity in your hands mm-hmm. and cast it on God for him. John 3, 16 is a powerful verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So this morning, you've heard a powerful, wonderful, encouraging reminder, but yet maybe God is speaking to you in a different way. Maybe he's telling you that today is the day to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And we're going to put up in the chat, in the comments right now, and if you say today, yes, I receive that, then Today begins the best day of the rest of your life. And this is such a great reminder for all of us, for women, for mothers. And yes, even us guys, we can take away so much truth from this. So, honey, before we're dismissed, would you mind praying for all the women out there? Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity that you've given to us. um, It's hard to be thankful when we don't see the end of this. I, I pray right now for the men and women who are watching. Um, we're in a lot of mess 
during mm. the season, and we don't see the end of it. But Father, there is a meaning to this yes. mess. This mess that we're in matters, and um, this is exactly where you want us to be. Yeah. And I pray, Father, that during this time we would just draw closer to you, um, not to think what we can do more, but who are you calling us to be? Yes. What are you doing in our lives? What are you working on um, in our lives? And help us, Father, to just take this time to draw closer to you more mm. than ever, to lean into you more than ever, to trust you more. I pray right now for the women who are watching this um, I pray, Father, for the moms especially. Um, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. The, the workload has doubled. And, and there's times we just feel like we just can't do it anymore. Father, I pray for those moments that you would put your arms around them, remind them of the value and the importance that they have over the lives of their children. I pray for your special grace um, right now for these moms as they go through this um, season with work with homeschooling with and just finding that balance i pray that they would find joy during this mm. time that they would find the special moments that they would have never had um if they didn't have this time i pray for those teachable moments that they have with their children as they have the one-on-one -on -one talks that they go through their walks or the chores with them i pray that we would embrace the mess right now Father, I also pray for the women who are watching. Uh, maybe they're struggle, struggling with infertility or maybe yeah. they've lost their mom or this is mm. probably a difficult time for them yes. um, to celebrate. Father, I pray that you would put your arms around them, remind them of their value, remind them that they are loved, remind them of their worth. Um, we just pray also, Father, for spiritual mentors. Maybe um, I pray for the women um, or even men who are watching that you have placed them to become mentors. So um, I pray for Father, that you would give them the grace that they need. And we just thank you for them, um, for them just showing your love to those that um, maybe they're not um, physically or biologically related to, but they've given that opportunity to teach them. Thank you, God, for them. And Father, as we continue to close this, um, I pray also for the single moms. Um, this is a very yes. difficult season for them as they feel like they're doing everything on their own with the school shutting down, with the work that they have to do, and they just feel like they're just not enough. I pray, Father, that you would give them the grace, give mm. them the protection that they need. I pray for favor upon these women and even the men who are watching this. I pray that they know they would walk away today knowing that you have placed them in this season for a reason. And we just give you all the glory in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for being a part of Southridge. We're so glad that you're here. God bless you. We'll see you next time. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.